Hi, this is David. Eating right is often hard these days, but eating better is easy with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. With Factor, there's no prep and no mess. Their meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. What are you waiting for? Discover Factor's wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Ready Money by George H. Knox, published in 1905. Success is largely a matter of management. Self-mastery means more than doing right morally and controlling one's temper. You indeed must have something of a temper if you are going to be good for anything. Without a temper, a person is like a piece of untempered steel. But while it's necessary to have a temper, it is also necessary to control it, at least most of the time. All the time would be asking too much. It is said that the person who can control their temper can control others and have things their own way. But sometimes our inclinations are harder to control than our temper. It is understood that we should control our thoughts and actions, so far as not doing certain things is concerned. But it is doing things that we don't like to do, or when we don't like to do them, that is the real test. For there is such a thing as impulse, moods, and the blues that we must contend with. It is said that a horse is a creature of impulse. If it wants grass, it eats grass. If it wants to lie down, it lies down. We are sometimes also a creature of impulse to a certain extent. When we feel like quitting, we too often quit, whether we are through or not. When we don't like the work, we quit for the same reason. And when we get the blues, we quit simply because we are blue. Now, in order to be a success, there's just one thing for us to do, and that is to guide our lives by reason and judgment instead of impulse. Not how do I like this or how do I feel about it, but what is it going to do for me? 
What success am I going to make of it? What are its effects upon my future prospects? There's just one thing to do, and that is for you to screw down your willpower upon your moods and impulses, and not allow them to influence your life, and determine whatever you plan to do, you will do, regardless of how you feel, or how other people feel. When you find yourself in a difficult place, it simply means a little harder work, a little more willpower. That's all. The results may not come quite so quickly, but you realize that they will come just the same, and hard work will give you more strength and more energy for another and a greater victory in the future. The average person lacks confidence simply because they never do work enough to create confidence in themselves and their own ability to succeed. To develop the positive side, you must say, I can, I will, and I must. And above them all, place the motto, do it now, and keep right on doing it. Thousands fail in life because they lack the grit to get right up and do the thing. It isn't always the brainiest people in the world who make the greatest successes. It's people who buckle down and do things. People who have willpower and initiative. People who are not afraid. Who know and know they know. People who will make themselves do the thing that needs to be done, regardless of how they feel about it. The women and men who make themselves do the thing, whether they like it or not, are the ones who have discovered the great secret. How many people give up because they don't feel like it, or it looks too hard for them? Such people would probably resent being called lazy. And indeed, they are not exactly lazy. They do work hard, but not quite hard enough. They get up only about half enough steam, and then if the engine doesn't go, they give up. Too many people give up just before the turning point, and that is all a matter of self-mastery. For self-mastery means keeping at it with renewed energy and a greater zeal than ever, knowing that one of the greatest requisites for success is not knowing when you are whipped. People fail because in many ways they prepare for failure as carefully as other people prepare for success. Lack of confidence means failure, but thousands fail who do not know anything about confidence. For example, people who haven't got far enough along to know if they can or they can't. People who think their lot is hard and haven't thought of trying to be better. People who are sunk in their old environment and haven't thought of getting out. They don't know that there is success in the land. They don't know that this old world is simply alive with enthusiasm. They don't know of the world and din and progress and the thousands of triumphs that mark every hour. People are imitators. When they don't see anything around but failure or half-hearted success, they often become a failure themselves. 
Lack of knowledge is what keeps people down. Not a lack of book learning, but a lack of knowledge of what is being done and what can be done. Occasionally we hear of someone rising out of their environment and making a great success. It isn't an accident. That person found out that other people were succeeding, either by seeing it with their own eyes, by being told, or by reading about it. Reading is what uplifts humanity and makes progress possible. By reading one gets the experience of the greatest people, and thereby becomes better qualified for any undertaking. There are two kinds of food, the kind that gives the body strength and beauty, and the kind that simply enables it to eke out a mere existence. And so there are two kinds of reading matter, the kind that makes people grow, the kind that gives a person ideas that help them to discover themselves, and opens their eyes to a great and glorious world of prosperity and happiness and the other kind of reading, which is only trash. Yes, it may not be so very bad. It may not be bad at all in one sense, but there is nothing uplifting in it. It doesn't build you up. Like trashy food, it simply keeps you alive. That's all. It doesn't inspire you with hope or enthusiasm or any desire to pick yourself up and do a little better. It is the kind that makes us fail. The minds of many people are literally starved for the want of the right kind of reading. To read the daily paper only is not enough. It would be as wise to expect to keep the body in a healthy condition on a diet of potatoes. We never accomplish anything without thinking about it. If we make a failure, we have been thinking of failure when we should have been thinking of success. And to think of success means thinking courageously. All the world admires courage. It is the symbol of honor, glory, and renown. It raises its strong arm against tyranny and with his magic touch transforms the enslaved into free women and men. It causes the adventurers to brave the mountains of ice and snow, and the hardships of an arctic sea, bear the heat of a tropical sun, or face the fevers and wilds of the jungle, in their search for that which enriches humankind. We are inspired by the courage of the lifesavers on the beach, the firefighters in our great cities, and the defenders of the weak and helpless in every clime. We delight to honor the brave men and women of every age who have faced trials and tribulations almost unendurable, I even banishment, the prison cell, the gallows, and the stake, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Without courage, the wonders of unknown seas would still be shrouded in mystery and superstition. The beautiful farms, the towering cities, the industries, the prosperity, and the civilization that make this world a delight would still be a mighty void, the earth a wilderness, 
and the howl of the wild, it's only music. We glory in the courage of the giants who have gone, the mighty heroes who dared to do. We glory in the heroes of our own day who, in every land and clime, are fighting the battles of the free and making this world a more perfect place for the millions yet unborn. Courage is not something that belongs only to those who have fought hard-won battles in war. It belongs not alone to those who gave their lives that a noble principle might live, and right triumph over wrong. The courage of the business person who has built up enterprises that bless humankind is often as great as that of the one whose inventions have revolutionized the world. The statesman and woman who follow the dictates of their conscience, regardless of their own success, the criticism of their friends or the ridicule of their enemies, is as brave and as great as the heroes of other days. The wife and mother who is obliged to forego many of the pleasures of life, who has the cares and trials of a home to contend with, who both by precept and example raises a family of children with virtue, toils for them through the long hours of the day, and sings to them praises of joy in the twilight, is as much a hero as the one who has given her life for a principle and become a martyr for her people. Give us the courage that will enable us to own up to our mistakes when we make them. That is another virtue that should be written in letters of fire across the sky. It isn't so bad to make a mistake, but to try to cover it up is fatal. Give us also the courage to withhold the hasty reply or the stinging blow. Anyone can engage in a fist fight. It takes ten times the courage to maintain your dignity and scorn to stoop to the level of an unworthy antagonist. Lastly, give us the courage to be frank, absolutely frank, fearless, honest, and true. It will delight the heart, glorify the soul, and bring into the face a glow of beauty and righteousness that grows brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.